Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana. Montana. Welcome back. It's new on as now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. In the market for a new truck, it's Trucktober down at Northwest Motorsport. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Nick Edwards, Cal Poly Offensive Coordinator, longtime figure in the Big Sky Conference, joined us for a great interview. Cal Poly heads to Bozeman on Saturday. We also heard from Michael Wright, uh, Dr. Michael Wright from Missoula Bone and Joint, talking all things meniscus injuries, and a great little segment from Andrew Houghton, part of our Footy 15 excerpt from the Smoke and Snow podcast. So go check out that podcast. You can also find everything I just said on the Nuanas Now podcast as well. A cool event coming up. The uh, the Watson Children's Shelter is uh, they're they're hosting a tennis prom pro am. Uh, it's at the Peak Health and Wellness Center, October twenty first through the twenty fourth, and uh, there's all sorts of stuff going on. There's a pro auction on Thursday night at the barn on Mullen. 
with a bunch of great prizes. Uh, there's also going to be an event that's emceed by the one and only Ryan Tutel, formerly of this uh, radio and also contributing member once again. Uh, but a bunch of stuff going on. You can find out more information on tickets, watsonschildrenshelter.org. That's watsonchildrenshelter.org. Joined in studio now, Tucker Sargent and Zach Lawson. A couple guys riding high right now because if you hadn't heard, Chris Hockey's back, and it's a big deal. It was uh, blowing up on Friday night. I was getting pictures from outside the stadium. People lined up around the block. People were asking me, how do you stream it? Where can we find the play-by-play? By the way, we're carrying all the Grizz hockey games, all the Grizz home games this season. So if you can't make it down to the stadium or you want to listen on your phone or whatever, we can stream that stuff as well. But uh, first of all, guys, congratulations. A 4-2 victory over Montana State and uh, the return of Grizz hockey. So we'll start with you, Tucker. I mean, it must feel pretty good to know that people are interested in what you guys got cooking. I, it was truly amazing. And I, I knew that this town had an appetite for bringing the hockey back. Uh, but, you know, it was actually Saturday night, and you're thinking, all right, Eastern Washington, they got moved to a night game also on ESPN2. A lot of excitement around that. So... You know, wondering how much, you know, we knew there was going to be a decent crowd because we've been selling tickets leading up to the game, but thinking, you know, hoping for, you know, 500 people in the Glacier Ice Rink, which is still a pretty decent crowd for, you know, a, a tight venue. Totally. And then uh, at about 6.30, I'm, I'm teaching some new kids working the front gate, the POS system, and how to process tickets. And a crowd showed up. And it did not let up until about 7.45, 15 minutes into the first period. It was, uh, it it looked like, I mean, people were going to uh, a Pearl Jam concert or something. Just like, I mean, there was tailgating. There was a line out the stadium. It was incredible. We had to use overflow parking. Thanks to Les Schwab for letting us steal their parking (laughs) lot. I love it. Uh, You know, Russell Street was had cars lined up and down. It, It was just, the amount of excitement and fans coming in was truly just awesome. And really appreciate the crowd support coming in. And I think that, I mean, for you, you can ask Zach, but I think the uh, the players, I'd been telling them all week that this was going to be a big deal. Sure. And I think they're just looking at me like, ah, you know, I don't know, coach. You're just kind of hyping us up or whatever. But uh, when we opened the door to the locker room and they stepped on the ice and saw the, the, the roaring crowd coming out and the lights shut off and the music was going and it was, it was something special. Zach, you're a Montana guy. Uh, it's, it's, uh, a new thing for Montana guys to be able to play college hockey in Montana. So what was the experience like for you? Must have been pretty sweet. Um, it's it's pretty surreal. Um, I, I grew up in the state of Montana, like you said. I played for Team Montana when I was 12 years old. Um, I moved away with my family when I was young and then played the whole college hockey thing. I kind of moved back here and then fell into this position where Chris Hockey was starting. I got to be a part of it. And to kind of see how the Montana culture is just surrounded itself around this team and like what it could bring to the community it's just huge and you know for myself personally it's just like it's almost like breathtaking to kind of be able to throw on a Grizz jersey you know I grew up watching the Grizz you know idolize those guys so now being able to play a different sport to represent them is just huge and super special for me and I'm sure for everyone that's part of it it is super cool for you guys to have this back and to get things started you guys opened the Grizz hockey era with a 4-2 victory over the rivalry over the rivals, excuse me, and that uh, you had a goal as well. You scored the first goal there. So, yeah. uh, what an experience for you, but also must feel pretty sweet to beat the Cats. Yeah, it was huge. Um, the boys are super fired up. Um, we knew we kind of had to go out there and send a message to um, kind of the entire ACHA, to the community, to everybody. 
you know, it's it's Grizz Cat. There's no joking around when it comes to that, obviously, in the state. So to go out there and to be able to get a win was just huge, and it's just going to set a precedent for the rest of the season for us, I think. I, and Zach's being a little modest here. I mean, he has really been sort of the cornerstone of helping us get this thing going, from, you know, recruiting players, welcoming, welcoming, welcoming them into the community, onto the team. You know, he's uh, you know, had a couple of years or several years of college hockey experience, uh, formerly down at UNLV before coming back here to finish his degree. So when we were looking at doing this, you know, and getting this happening, Zach was one of the first people we talked to about saying, you know, we need a guy to be the leader and, you know, not only just be a talented player, but be the guy to bring kids in that they can rally around. He's done a fantastic job with that. But to, you know, the the first 15 minutes of that game was really tense. It was it was uh, both teams were kind of nervous for the first time out. There's a big crowd. People are trying to, you know. You know, they want to play well, looked a little tight. It was getting a little physical. And then uh, Zach was able – we were actually on a penalty kill, and Zach was able to get the puck from MSU and skate down and and chip one in on the short side. And, I mean, it was like – a volcano erupted in there. We're like, and you could yeah. just see like all the tension is now released, and the party's starting. And that that was, you know, to have it be the first guy we went to to make the program happen, and then, uh, and for him to be a local Montana kid that started here, it was pretty special. It is super sweet. Tucker Sargent uh, joining us in studio uh, from the Grizz Hockey team, along with Zach Lawson. And I want to circle back around to some of the. Uh, I guess the cultural continuity that exists between hockey and people in Missoula. But first, got to ask you, Zach, looking at the team roster here, and we were talking before we came back on air, uh, you're 25 years old. A lot of these guys look like they're 12 years old. You got some teenagers on the team. That must be a wild experience playing on the same team as guys because the difference between like 33 and 40 is nothing compared to what the difference between 25 and 18 is. So, I, I mean... What's it like playing yeah. with some of these young guys? Um, it's it's definitely the most interesting dynamic I've ever been involved in on a team ever. Um, the boys actually call me Gramps pretty much any chance they can get. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's pretty cool for me because I, uh, I had an older brother, had a younger sister. I always wanted younger brother. Um, plus Shay, sorry if you're listening. Um, I always wanted a younger brother as well, so it's kind of like I have 20 of them right now. Sure. So it's kind of cool. Um, I'm able to spend time with whoever I want, whenever I want, which is super unique and just special. So it's kind of an awesome situation I got to be uh, a part of, so I don't mind it at all. It's funny because there's a couple guys on the Grizz football team too, like Justin Belknap, the big DN. He's a seventh-year senior as well because he got multiple medical red shirts right. and then the COVID yeah. shirt and all this stuff. It's just funny, man. I just... The perspective you're, is so you're, different. You're seated yeah. across sports right now, and we've got sure. two, we've got two seniors on the team. You know, one of uh, on the lacrosse team, excuse me, that are six year seniors because right. of the whole COVID thing. One of them has no hair and a child. And, <laughs> you know, and this, I mean, recent additions, but like, sure, you know, you got kids coming in out of high school, and you just see that. And the, I think the dynamic across college sports right now is just it's very interesting. Obviously, it'll it'll kind of get back in line, but we're in a unique experience right now. And I think with the hockey and, and all sports. It's a good thing. I mean, I think yeah. it really helps level out some of the stuff that without that senior leadership and just, mm-hmm. you know, you, you ripen as you get older in a good way. That's exactly right. Tucker Sargent, Zach Lawson from the Grizz Hockey Team here in studio with me. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Uh, Tuck, one of the, our favorite things when we're sitting around drinking sodas and, you know, having conversations to talk about is – what the University of Montana has been, what it could become. And uh, I think you've done a, a tremendous job of, of helping bring 
a sort of a new segment of population to the school, both from lacrosse and hockey. But also, one thing that Montana, for a variety of reasons, gravitated away from was marketing just how cool and kick-ass Missoula is, man. Like, they were scared to say, hey, this place is sweet to come party and go downtown and, you know, do fun stuff. I mean, be in college. Have a great time. I mean, there were so many of us when we were in school that came here because we wanted to have a great time. That's it. It was was the number one defining factor. They sort of went away from that. But it seems like hockey is the perfect marriage of something that could bring some of that element back, right? I mean, this is about getting on the bus and going down and having some beers and, you know, raging on a Friday night, right? Right, and absolutely. We're providing a bus for people, too, for a free shuttle to and from campus. That's money, So, you know, there's beers in the stadium. You can have a good time. And I think you It's totally different than other sports that kids could go to, too, because basketball games, football games, fun, whatever, but you're probably not drinking at a basketball game. You can have a couple beers at the hockey game. You can have beers, and, you know, like, we're not encouraging people to get out of control or or hurt or anything. But, you know, if it's legal, embrace it. And, no question. You know, that's, you know, we're out to have a good time and to create experience. And we've got, you know, and I thought we had a great marriage, a lot of families and young kids out there. And it yeah. was super, you know, super fun that we were able to engage them. Monty came out to the game. You know, we had cheer cheerleaders out there, yeah. self-made Grizz hockey cheerleaders that were out. We we're throwing T-shirts and getting the kids involved. But we were still able to have a rowdy student mm-hmm. section. And, I mean, that's what people wanted. And talking to people after the games, you had, you were... You know, the family's like that, right? That's the atmosphere. And we're trying to provide something, too, that little kids can look up to and want to aspire to in Montana. We've got a huge youth hockey contingent here. And there's no reason that we should be driving those kids other places. We want to provide an outlet for kids that grow up in Montana, particularly Missoula or, you know, any of the strong hockey communities that want to be excited to come play for the Grizz. And I think when you see the atmosphere that we had the other night, that we're going to continue to have. I mean, we we are going to just keep pushing this thing down the road and just make it bigger and better. And I, I mean, you know, this is a first year program, and so you yeah. have to remember, like, getting the first win is huge. But we are still figuring this out. We just got, we just had to sure. get guys on the ice. We've had a lot of injuries to start the season. We're, you know, we're. We're not at the roster number we want to be, sure. but we have a lot of talented guys there. So we're not going to win every game, but having that home crowd is going to make Grizz hockey better, without a doubt, because the kids that come and visit, they see that. Yeah. We have a we have an environment that is unique to anywhere in our region sure. for kids to come here and want to play. We've got our own locker room. we got our own bus. We have a home crowd that blows the doors off of anyone. I mean, talk about Grizz football. What's been their best recruiter? No question. It's Washington no Grizzly Stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got the same thing with the Glacier Ice Rink. So, the more that Missoula shows up in support, I guarantee you, the better Grizz hockey is going to be in return for them. So this is a this is a you know a synonymous thing where we need to work together. We need sure. to provide entertainment, and then we need Missoula's support back, and then the entertainment is just going to be better and better. Zach, you've played a variety of different levels of hockey. Did you play juniors? Yeah, I played juniors. So you years. played you played juniors. You played in college before coming to Montana, and now you're playing here at Montana. Yeah. Just compare and contrast. What's the level like here at Montana? Uh, the levels. Really similar. Um, a lot of these players, especially the ones on our team, are incredibly talented. They all come from junior backgrounds, high school backgrounds. Um, it's it's no joke out there. I mean, I didn't go out there and put up eight points. I scored one goal, and that's about it. Right. So the level is definitely competitive, and um, it's it's just super intense, high flowing game. 
So I'm uh, I'm happy with the it's level. It's physical too. Yeah. I got to give Zach a nod. He had he had one of the hardest hits I've ever seen. It was a penalty, and I can confirm I was sit- standing on the boards when you got called yeah. for boarding. But I I mean to see. The guy's just playing that hard, and yeah. I, the, the player you hit was okay, so I can I, yeah. can I can pat you on the back for it now. But, you know, th- nothing is more exciting than watching two guys just going after it and just, you know, crashing into the boards, especially right in the student section, yeah. the people banging back on the glass on you. It's, yeah. it's a special environment. Definitely, and to be fair, that's probably my only hit I've ever had. <laughs> in my so I had to kind of go out for that one. But, yeah, it's um, normally I wouldn't make the hit. Like he's kind of saying, like the energy of the building around me. Sure. Just got me kind of in the zone. I just kind of had to do something to uh, get everyone on their feet or uh, just kind of get the place bumping and going around. Hockey's a super uh, momentum-based game. Uh, it's it's important to have the crowd on your side and the crowd, you know, involved. So mm-hmm. getting, uh, getting a rise out of the crowd is just huge for you and your teammates. So, you know, anything you can do. So the boys are always trying to make a big hit or make a big play. Zach Lawson, senior for the Grizz Hockey Team, as well as Tucker Sargent, coach for the Grizz Hockey Team here in studio. With me, Coulter Nuanas on Nuanas. General now. manager. We've actually yeah, you're the, got you're two. The GM. Fa- yeah, we got okay, two fantastic okay. coaches yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you're the GM. Okay, I just know these guys. Everybody calls you coach because you're coaching all these guys around. All I, these that's guys. Just, I know that's what people just. It's say, all, so. Yeah, it's good. It's an even more elevated title. You're a front <laughs> office guy. Yeah, it does uh, The Grizzlies on the road this weekend, and then back at home uh, the weekend of the fifteenth. Uh, actually, a home and home, fifteenth uh, and sixteenth against Montana State again. Uh, but you guys are going to Spokane to play Gonzaga? What's I mean? What's the scout on Gonzaga? You know, Zach and I were just talking about this. We don't really know hmm. because COVID has yeah. made it almost. It's the start of the season. Sure, they didn't play last year, right? So there's no real film. Like I could tell you what they look like two years ago, but sure. that's sort of irrelevant because right. a lot of these yeah. teams with COVID have changed over. Kids graduated, moved on, or didn't come back. So we really don't know. It's it's just I mean. I think that all you can do is go out there, prepare to play the yeah. toughest team you can, and assume, you know, prepare for the worst and yeah. enjoy whatever you get out of that. Yeah, and it's sort of like anyone's season, really. Sure. I mean, every team has something to prove, so it kind of makes it unique for every single team. So it brings a lot of uh, pretty solid competition out there. It's kind of nice not knowing who you're going against, up against and uh, helps with preparation, so you kind of worry about yourself and not the other opponent so much. The one thing I would also emphasize for, for those, I know there's a lot of people listening right now, that know hockey and love hockey, for those that maybe don't as much, I would say that hockey is the number one sport that is accentuated by a live viewing experience. Mm -hmm. It's significantly better live than it is on TV. Zach was talking about, like, the momentum and stuff like that. You can see the line changes and all that. Especially, I mean, the the NHL, it's so fast that the puck dominates everything, and you don't see half of what's happening in the game Mm -hmm. because the the guys on the other side of the ice are who's fighting all that stuff. But... Um, for people that are maybe listening to this, how would you describe the style that you guys play? I mean, what what is the Grizz hockey team all about in terms of just, you know, your identity? Um, I think we're uh, just obviously really hardworking. Um, cause we, you know, welcome from just not playing for the last couple of years. So we're all just kind of just, you know, first year program. We're all just kind of thrown together. But I would say we're, we're a really quick team. We've got a lot of talent up front and a lot of size on the back end, which is great. And we've got a lot of D-men who can actually step up into plays and make big plays. So I think we're a really offensive, quick-scoring team. I think I could see that going forward. Tuck, uh, obviously, again, in Spokane this weekend, but back home next weekend. So tell people how they can get tickets, how they can get involved, how they can follow Grizz Hockey. 
Yeah, so the I mean the best way to follow Grizz hockey is by show up for Grizz hockey, and we really appreciate everyone that came out to that the first game. It, it it was truly a packed house. I mean, we were right at capacity. So I would recommend for anyone that wants to catch the next game, get tickets ahead of time. You can pick them up yeah. at Hockey Wolf. Uh, in Missoula on Brook Street. That's the easiest way to get your tickets, and they will be available for uh, sale starting tomorrow. Um, so you can pick up a ticket then. We do sell them at the gate as well, uh, but that line, I think a lot of people planned to get them at the gate last time, and it was uh, a Herculean effort to get everyone processing yeah, through yeah. the gate before the, the first puck drop. So the best way to do it, go to Hockey Wolf, pick up a ticket beforehand. If you don't get one there, you can get them at the gate, but I could tell you, if it's continuing the way it is, these games will sell out. So if you want to go, plan ahead of time. And then uh, also think about your traveling there because the parking lot's filled up quickly. Yep. Uh, you So you can park at the Glacier Ice Rink if you arrive early. Otherwise, there's parking along Russell Street there, South Avenue. And then uh, Les Schwab was kind enough to let us use their parking lot for overflow on game days. Grizz Hockey back in town. Not this weekend, but next weekend. They made it easy for you, too. GrizzHockey.com. Everybody can remember that. GrizzHockey.com. You'll find all of the information you might be wondering about. And if, if you can't make it in or you always want to hear a great broadcast, listen to it to 1029 ESPN That's right. Missoula. John Wall killed it. The uh, the voice of Grizz Hockey is doing a great job already just one game in, so uh, you can always find it right here as well. Good plug. You're still a radio pro. Yeah, yeah. And, and one more. You can stream the games, any away hey, games and home games. If you don't make it into the Glacier Ice Rink, you can stream the games at grizzhockey.com. And don't listen to me. I was saying it's not good on TV. It's still better than not watching anything at all. So go stream it. It's all good. But <laughs> go, go check out Grizz Hockey at the Glacier Ice Rink because this is uh, going to be fun. Guys, thanks for swinging by. My pleasure, Coulter. Am I hanging out with you a little longer? I, w- I mean, I got to ask you about Tom Brady. And But, Zach, yeah. Zach thanks so much for coming uh, by. Thanks man. for having me so much. Much appreciated. Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How sad is Tucker after Tom Brady took down the Patriots? That and more. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. fell on national television while the Bobcats rolled easily at home. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The University of Montana traveled to the Inferno to take on Eastern Washington in Cheney on Saturday night in a back-and-forth battle between two of the top teams in the FCS. EWU scored 24 unanswered points to win going away 34-28 on ESPN2. Eastern quarterback Eric Berrier threw for 422 yards and a pair of touchdowns each to Andrew Boston. And Tololo Limu Jones hauled in 11 passes for 231 yards, including a pair of 50-plus 
yard bombs to set up short touchdowns for the number one scoring offense in the country. The Grizz reached Barrier six times and largely stuffed Eastern's running game, but Montana's offense struggled to get on track as senior quarterback Cam Humphrey threw a pair of interceptions, including a pick in the end zone, before leaving the game with a lower body injury. The loss drops Montana from number four to number six in this week's poll, while EWU moved up from number six to number four after its fifth straight victory. Montana State won for the fourth straight time, rolling up another overmatched opponent at Bobcat Stadium. Despite settling for field goals on three trips to the red zone in the first half alone, the Bobcats built a 20-point lead at the break and cruised to a 40-7 victory over Northern Colorado in Bozeman. Isaiah Fonse and Elijah Elliott each surpassed 100 yards rushing as MSU moved to 2-0 in Big Sky Conference play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. A little Pearl Jam for you on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a great afternoon. I guess it's evening now. Hope you're having a great evening. We're great around here. This is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide TV, SWX Montana TV. I was going to play you, but I'm going to play this for you eventually, I promise. Uh, our Grizz Greats series is, is underway. This iteration of Grizz Greats is the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champion Grizzlies. It's been 20 years since Montana's last national championship. If you would have told me back then that they wouldn't have won one in 20 years since then, I would have told you you're crazy because Montana was basically signed, sealed, delivered in the in the championship game pretty much every single year. Uh, I mean, they they actually did make the championship game, what, one, two, three, four, five times in uh, between 1995 and 2001. So it was almost automatic. And uh, regardless, we're doing a 20-part podcast series to commemorate that anniversary. A couple episodes out right now, John Edwards, the quarterback from Billings, and Vince Huntsberger, All-American safety from Libby. Also have Dylan Mc, uh, McFarlane a little later on this week. And uh, actually just got a text from a guy who I know is going to be one of your favorite episodes, Johansi Humphreys. The awesome, outstanding, record-setting running back from Alaska, who was certainly the bell cow of that 2001 team. But I do have a, a uh, excerpt from John Edwards' episode ready to go, so we'll play that uh, later on this week. But my good buddy Tucker Sargent decided to hang out for a little while longer, and when he wants to hang out, I want to hang out with him. So here we are, uh, Tuck. The I, I read this on Twitter. The uh, the average NFL game gets about 200 credentialed media members at it. The uh, average primetime game, about 250 to 300. The New England Patriots gave out almost 550 media credentials this last week. The uh, Good Morning America, the Today Show. I mean, I get it. Tom Brady's handsome, whatever. He's like pop culture famous besides his ability to throw a football. But this was nauseating to me, just the overkill of this. But it's something that was... Much anticipated because I think that people realize that it's very rare, if if not impossible, for this to ever happen again, where you have one owner, 
one head coach, and one quarterback riding along for 19 years. You're a New England guy. What were you, what did you think? What were your emotions around this football game and just all the lead up to it? You know, it, people have been asking me this nonstop, but I don't know if I've really figured out what my emotions were. I can tell you during the game, I was absolutely rooting for the Patriots. And, you know, I thought the game was going to be an absolute blowout in favor of the Bucks, just because of how they're playing, Tom Brady's crew, everything that they have. Um and, you know, New England's sort of been playing that. Like, they just haven't looked like a very strong team this year. There's, they've had promising moments. It, it was... I don't even think that I cared whether Brady... Like, what Brady being back in New England meant. Sure. It's it's just that it, it's a reminder that you had this guy for so... Like, I grew up with Brady as the quarterback. Right. Essentially, like, since I was in high school, right. Tom Brady has been the quarterback That's the of, weirdest of part the to think about. So, it's like... Like, I don't... It, it just it it felt weird last year watching him in a different jersey. It was kind of fun because you know, when he was making that run, you're like, yeah, see, this is our guy. And like, you, you really think you, that? You, you still think, man, this guy? We still we this is still our well, guy. Well, no, I mean, last year watching it, like New England sure, was out of it. Totally, you're making totally, the playoff run, totally. and so it was easy to root for him. Well, he didn't get booed. I mean, he got cheered, but largely there was a few spatterings of booze. But oh, sure, but of course, I mean, you'd expect that. But I, I think like yeah. coming back in. You know, and and a lot of people's sense was, you know, Tom Brady is still the guy in New England. Like he is oh, absolutely. Like, and whenever he's done with his career, he's going to be beloved. But you know, when they're playing the game, and I think you heard a lot of people interviewed, like the fans of New England still care a whole lot more about the Patriots than they do one guy. True. Like Brady has absolutely been. You know the the centerpiece through all the success that brought a lot of those fans out and you know gave New England its prominence, but you know you root for the jersey, not a player, and I think that's true for many many sports, or at least for me, that's always been my thing. Is you root for the jersey, players change, uh, and you know jerseys, although their design base <laughs> change, but they. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Culture's uh, distracting uh-huh. me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, my this is from my our most loyal listener, who is my mother. She sent me the cover of the latest Wall Street Journal, which is Tom Brady looking like he's twenty years old, even though he's forty four, and his hair looking perfect. But you, and... you, you know what made this game? <laughs> <laughs> this is why he's so easy to hate, man. Like, oh, what t- is I get this it. Hair yeah. to I, you, man? yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But he's easy to love when he's on your team because the teams he's on, just like that like sure. th- that night, they just win. And, you know, it's a lot of fun rooting f- for the Patriots when yep. they just keep winning. And, it, you know, this game, what was so intriguing about it to me was Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady, no like question. significantly. No and, question. you know, that I think the takeaway from the, the, the Bucks-Pats game the other night was not – you know, Brady coming back. It was that Mac Jones stepped up on the biggest stage and Mac Jones looked like he is going to be a a quality future quarterback. Mac Jones actually engineered the game-winning drive. It just fell short. Doink. Or it wasn't even short. It was a doink in driving rain. So, I mean, like, that's the same thing Brady's been doing for years. Couple questions. Except Brady's kickers to somehow make those kicks. I I have a couple (laughs) questions for you. First of all, I'll start with my opinion. I was in no way surprised that Mac Jones tore it up. Were you? Uh, 
No, so the first I few so games. Like, the guy has been crucified because he doesn't look great with his shirt off or whatever, but the dude was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. No, he was a finalist <laughs> for the Heisman Trophy, but I'm talking about the NFL. There's a lot of finalists. No, for, I, it, I get it. For the Heisman Trophy, yeah, yeah. they go to the NFL and then don't look no, good. It's Justin true. Fields hasn't looked great. That's true. Um, his coach might have no clue what he's doing either, though. <laughs> No, but so when I say ah, like Mac Jones has showed shown moments of brilliance in game prior games, and you're sure. just like, okay, mm-hmm. like this guy does look like the real thing. But in the state, like in a tough game where he needed to make plays, it went for nineteen or uh, nineteen or twenty, in, or passes a in a row. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he uh, and I, I, he's got the makeup. First of all. You're right. It, it used to be college offenses used to be so much different than NFL offenses that. Oftentimes, guys would tear it up in college and not be translatable to the NFL. Yeah, but the at all. NFL's offense is now kind of chasing what college is no doing. No question, they're all running the spread. That's why guys like Kyler Murray can step in right away. That Kyler Murray could have never made it in the NFL 15 years ago, but now he's running Texas Tech's offense. He's just running Oklahoma's offense. That's what they're, that's what they're doing in Arizona, and uh, that's why they're four zero. But I have another question for you, Tucker Sargent, joining me, Colter Nuanas here in studio. It's Nuanas now on uh, ESPN Radio. Well, as SWX Montana TV, um, the the narrative behind the, the three pillars of this story, uh, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady, basically was that Belichick started thinking before a lot of other people in the organization started thinking, we need to have a plan for if and when Tom Brady's finished. That's going to be sooner than later. But then Roger Kraft took the side of Bill Belichick when he traded Jimmy Garoppolo. Then Kraft... No, took, he took the side of Brady when he Excuse me, excuse me. Took the side of Brady, exactly. And then on the flip side of that, though, then he took the side of Bill Belichick when he did not give Brady a contract extension. There was this notion that Tom Brady was getting to be washed up, but now he looks better to me than he has in 10 years. So as a Patriots fan, though, what do you think of that? Because it seems as if Tom's getting the last laugh, but there's still a chance where maybe the Patriots were right to move on from him if Mac Jones turns out to be... Uh, the guy of the future, I don't know, but where are you at with that? I honestly think both sides are in the right place. Right. I think that if you look at, like, so Belichick's job as the coach is to always be looking and to put the team in the best position. Sure. And you do as a coach, like, you can have Brady and ride him out, and they they wrote him out for 20 years. Like, they did a great thing with it. His contract, there's a lot of questions unanswered about, you know, guys and their health and playing later. And, you know, you're always one injury away. And I think Belichick was correct to plan for the future and think, you know, this guy isn't going to play forever. Now, Brady is saying in his head, no, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. And certainly he is. But I think if you, like, part of the reason Brady left New England is because there were more assets in Tampa Bay. Oh, no like, question. You look at that and you could say, no like, question. And, and I hear a lot of people say, like, oh, man, if you just surrounded with Brady with more weapons in New England, he would have stayed there. That might have been true, but you can't. You can't just have all the great players on the same team. Right. Tampa Bay had all these guys and they were yes. missing a quarterback. That's and right. it's going to be a short, it's going to be a flash in the pan. Like, Tampa Bay isn't going to go on to win and you just can't do it. And Brady's even said, I'm not taking pay cuts anymore. Right. I'm getting paid what I'm owed, as he should. And the reason New England was able to have 
20 years of success and six Super Bowls is because Br- prior to that, Brady did everything for the team. He right. took the pay cuts. He was exactly. he took less than he could have garnered. Dude, that's and the so most- like you look at it and it's like this is absolutely what should happen because they got the most out of Brady and Brady got the most out of New England in their time together. That ended and it's like, you know what? Brady, there's this team just sitting out there that he can go win with. Why don't you? They're going to pay him everything that he wants. And New England now can sort of look and, you know, try and build to more continued success. The Have you heard of this new book, Seth Wickersham? It's called It's Better to Be Feared. It's about basically the the last few years between Belichick and Brady and what culminated in the divorce or the split or whatever you want to call it. I also think that is way overblown. Like, sure, I, right. I, I, like, I, I think there's been a lot, like, both of these guys don't really talk to the media, and they yes. let the media create narratives around them. Yes. And there's people in Brady's camp, and I think, you know, when you're a friend, if you're a friend of a friend or a third-party resource, it's like reading People Magazine, right? People sure. just want to be relevant, and so they no talk question. about the people that they they sort of know and, and blow it up. It's, it's so true. But Wickersham, I listened to a podcast with him promoting his book, and he said that uh, his two biggest takeaways were, one, that there's a hell of a lot of love, and that doesn't mean there has to be any sort of like between Belichick and Brady. And I thought that that resonated with me so much because oftentimes the people you love the most in your whole life. Yeah, you, you fight with them. Like, you fight with them all the time. You might not even like them at all. You know what I mean? Like there might not be much like f- for them, even though you love them and you do anything for them, right? So Absolutely. there's that dynamic for sure. But the other thing I thought was fascinating was that uh, Wickersham said that the most undertold motivation for Tom Brady leaving New England had little to do with proving anybody wrong, had little to do with anything besides literally just wanting to have fun. He was tired of doing the button down. And I know Brady still, he's so trained in it that he still doesn't say much at press conferences, but like, Tom Brady in New England was never going to take a TikTok drinking champagne with Rob Gronkowski. That's not happening, right? Some of the commercials that he's doing now, he's always had, you know, the magazine ads or whatever, but now he has commercials where he actually talks. Like, all that stuff's not the Patriot way. And so Wickersham was saying he was just tired of his dad telling him what to do pretty much. I think that, and also if you look at it like, I mean, this game was a perfect example. It was like 50 degrees and driving rain. That's like a common New England fall that, right. that turns into snow. Like, if you're 44 years old, do you, like, how many times do you want to have to go outside and grind it out into practice when it's 32 degrees and sleeting out because there's a good chance you're going to play in it? If half your games are in Tampa, all your practices are earn really nice weather and it just makes do it like it's easier to be in a good mood it's easier to feel more excited when the weather's good and so i do, like i for get sure. that too for sure and i mean there's so many different factors right tom brady could never hide in boston then he then he marries a supermodel and now he definitely now he can't go anywhere he can't do anything because you know you're from that part of the country not only do people revere their sports heroes more than anybody but also they're New England people. They're Northeast people. They're going to come up and talk to you, too. So he's getting, what's up, Tom? Every, yeah, every time he walks absolutely. down the street, he at least can go hide out a little bit uh, in Florida, I would imagine. I don't know. It, it's all funny. It's uh, And it, he just bought a house on, like, a private island where there's oh, only 36 sure other did. homes. So, I, I mean, it, he's probably in company of people that are of the same sphere. As yeah. Him. The other thing Wickersham talked about in his book was how uh, the moment – that Tom Brady realized it was never going to be the same and how much he disliked that, which I thought was interesting. That Brady realized that, hey, I am now this famous. 
I did bring rings to Boston, one of the great sports towns in the country who never had had a ring before. And it's never going to be the same and how much he disliked that. I thought did, that was interesting. Did you listen to his post-game press conference? Or uh, were you in, talking about the- in this game, no. So right afterwards, I mean, he it was interesting with his final interview because she, he definitely insinuated like there was a lot of love for Boston yeah. and the New England area. And there was seemed to like he was making plans of there was going to be a return at some point. Tommy, you scared me. I didn't even know you were back there. I'm, uh, it's good to see you, man. I'm glad you're back here. Going to tell you all about Tommy's new show and uh, take you home for the rest of the week right here on Duana's Now. Back after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. to take you around the wide world of sports as much as we possibly can, but we really went all the way around today. Very fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. It's the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Today's show featured interviews with Nick Edwards. He's a former Eastern Washington wide receiver who is now the offensive coordinator at Cal Poly. He is tasked with rebuilding that Mustang offense, transitioning from a triple option to a spread, Cal Poly Ian Bozeman against Montana State. Also heard from Dr. Michael Wright talking meniscus injuries. What do they mean? How do you uh, bounce back from them? What's the rehab process like? Andrew Houghton shared with us his uh, every other week, 4015, talking all things football. That's soccer for those that don't know. And then Tucker Sargent, Grizz Hockey, uh, hanging out with us here for the second hour. Also talks to New England Patriots. All that can be found on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Sports Bet Montana, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Blackfoot Communications. Later on this week, going to keep on rolling. we got some more good guests lined up for you. Jeff Sappers is going to come put a bow on the Missoula Paddlehead season for us. Also going to hear from Sean Rainey, Alex Eshelman tomorrow, each of SWX Montana, and we'll have our Treasure State stars as well, so stay tuned for that. Tuck, thanks for swinging by, man. It was uh, it was good hanging out. Good to see you. It was an absolute pleasure. I just realized there's about 10 seconds left. That's right. Said, uh, I put my headphones back on. But I want to say thank you. Of thanks course. for everyone that came out and supported Grizz Hockey again. Thanks to all the sponsors out there that helped get this thing off the road. And really uh, love talking New England with you, talking to the Patriots. And uh, there's a there's a baseball game tonight, apparently. This is this is like Red right Sox, now. Yankees. This is when I become a baseball fan. Is tonight. Hey, there you go. There you go. Red Sox and Yankees. Big bandwagon guy. Uh, with games in New York, is that right? No, or it's in Boston. In Boston. Yeah, at Fenway. Fenway. Okay. Pretty good. This will be interesting. We'll give you an update on that tomorrow. Uh, Jeff will also probably have some stuff to say about that, too, because Mr. Safford, he likes himself some baseball. So we'll talk all things Paddleheads 
with him tomorrow. Uh, still efforting. Paul Peterson, head coach for Dixie State. So uh, they have gotten back to me, but they haven't given me a, a set time. But he'll join us sometime later on uh, this week as well. So stay tuned for all that. Snuana is now. We do this from 4 to 6 p.m. each and every weekday right here on ESPN Radio as well as SABX Montana Television. We appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. Be back at it 4 p.m. tomorrow. We'll see you then. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.